I'm Rob Hopkins, and this is Imagination Taking Power, a podcast where I share with you conversations, insights, and aha moments on my journey towards writing a book about imagination. One of the highlights of my summer was collecting my Totnes passport, the whole Brexit debacle from inception to its current state of woeful ineptitude and brazen jingoism has been one entirely bereft of imagination. Neither side has presented any kind of an imaginative story, either as to the wonderful things Brexit might enable or the wonderful possibilities that remaining in the EU might present. The whole thing has felt like an imagination vacuum. I was delighted then to hear that in my town, a local solicitor, Jonathan Cooper, had decided to start issuing passports for the city-state of Totnes, a member of the European Union, and that within just a few days, the story had spread around the world. In order to qualify, all you have to do is go along to a passport distributing event, read the Oath of Allegiance, and then you get your passport free of charge. The oath reads... We affirm our allegiance to the European Union and promise to abide by and promote the universal values upon which it is based, such as compassion, endeavour, ingenuity, altruism, diligence, daring, and a peace-loving commitment to the dignity of all sentient beings. And we are pledged to maintain our citizenship the European Union for us and for the generations that come after us. Finally, I thought, someone bringing some playfulness, some imagination to this awful mess. So I popped down to the Totnes Guildhall, where a passport issuing session was underway, collected my passport, and then sat down with Jonathan to ask him more about it. I started by asking him, where did the idea come from of printing passports? Well, it really came from um, being with friends, working out how you put some humour into protesting around Brexit and why that sense of that feeling that humour was lacking from the whole the whole thing which I think it is lacking or has been lacking and it's all been a bit too serious and sort of predictable and um, and uh, we were just chatting probably over a glass of wine and talking about city-states and passport to Pimlico and uh, passport to Pimlico is really important in this whole idea and the idea that you um, that you kind of pick up on the humour of that but then obviously the passport to Pimlico <laughs> is fiction but Totnes really does have a credible claim for independence because of its links with Troy through Brutus so that was very much just my kind of lying in bed in the middle of the night thinking, actually, we've got a much stronger claim than anyone because we can claim, and it's not a, you know, this is the legend of, of Britain, that Totnes is the new Troy. And so, of course, we're independent. Of course, we're not part of the United Kingdom. Well, whatever it would have been in 3,000 years ago then through, the, you know, the Anglo-Saxons or whatever was before the Anglo-Saxons. So, uh, you know, Totnes has always been the new Troy. And so, of course, we're independent. And so, so that made it even funnier for me. And, uh, and obviously a lot of that's been lost in this because it's a bit too esoteric and a bit... Um, but it's still an important... I, I, for me, it's an important part of the story. So when I was... And I, we did consult around the Totnes Hope. We sent it around to people to get their views. But when we were drafting it, when I was sort of... I was really thinking about, you know, what are the values of Troy... What are the values of Totnes? Do they coincide? They seem to coincide. And so I was really trying to kind of capture, you know, that great city-state of Troy, that great city-state of Totnes. Um, 
So I suppose that is imagination. I suppose I was being, uh, is that imagination or is that being just historical? I don't know. But it was, um, I, I was really trying to capture that essence and, you know, why is Totnes so special and so why does it think in the way it thinks? And can you link that back to that idea that, it, it, you know, this is where Troy was recreated 3,000 years ago? And so, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that the, the whole Brexit process has yeah. been done pretty much entirely absent of a, a humour yeah. imagination. Yeah. What might it have looked like if a big question like that had been explored in a different way that had cultivated those qualities, do you think? Well, I think the whole way in which the... I mean, just calling... I mean, the trouble... I mean, I don't want to get overly legalistic now, but to call a referendum in the way that the referendum was called where you're just asking people an abstract idea um, that has, you know, you know, what did voting to leave the EU mean to people that voted to leave the EU? Um, I don't think it meant, um, it must have been, so you're kind of making your decision to leave on, on kind of, I mean, I'm not taking away their importance, but you're, take, you're making your decision on kind of, or things that you don't that, that aren't directly relevant, you know. I kind of compare it to, um, for me, the best analogy is what was going on in 1913 and in the run up to the First World War, where the idea that it would all be over by Christmas and it was this sort of delusional patriotic moment where people were like, Yeah, yeah, let's prove Britain is best. And obviously that meant that we went into this disastrous war that we haven't ever recovered from. And, you know, the trauma that, that, that people must have lived for the rest of their lives who were part of that um, must have been, you know, terrible and very, very significant. And it feels the same idea that somehow, um, you know, so obviously things will continue after Brexit. Um, I imagine the UK will break up. Um, I imagine Scotland will leave um, but so it'll be a different country, it'll be a different place um, and UK, England will be poorer inevitably um, uh, and, and it is quite an interesting idea then to get a bit more serious again and maybe this is about imagination as well um, city-states were great city-states in a federation were a really nice way of governing of running the world you know if you look at that you know the pre-unification of germany where it was built up of city-states that was they, they you know they that was a i mean obviously there were deeply flawed aspects like virtually feudal in many respects but it was you know they they do work and you could imagine a very very successful Totnes city state within the European Union. I mean, so now I'm being serious, but mm. you could you can imagine that, and I would want to live in that city state. And is it and is it le- is it legally possible? <coughs> I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I've created a little fictional case <laughs> where the city state of Totnes takes the United Kingdom to the International Court of Justice, and obviously we win. You know, playing on passport to Pimlico, we win the case, establishing that you know we are Troy. Um, but legally, I can't see how it would be possible. I the mean, European Union might quite like just to pass it just as soon. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, so the the EU would obviously have to be very. I mean, I have written to Michel Barnier saying I hope you'll recognise. Well, I've tweeted Michel Barnier. Let's not get carried away. I didn't, I didn't 
make the effort of writing. But um, but I did. We have um, and obviously he's, he hasn't replied. But you know, to be honest, this has got so much coverage in Europe at the moment. It'd be interesting to see what they do do with so, it. So, so what has been the reaction to this? Because uh, when when did you? It was only a few weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, we were going to launch at Tottenham Cinema with a screening of Passport to Pimlico, but I was, and we were going to have a bit of music and a bit of fun as well. We've come up with a kind of EU playlist or a European playlist, which is really great. Best party songs that imaginable. A lot of Europop, obviously. Not much that, but a little bit. Um, but so, um, but I got rushed to hospital with sepsis. For that morning, so I couldn't go. So they still screened the film and they still did something, but they didn't. They, we didn't launch the passport. Um, so when I was better, interestingly, I just took it. The media were contacting me about it, and I just asked them their view. I mean, maybe it's whilst the media's opinion is not a good idea, but I just said, should we go ahead with this without an event? And they just said, if you're going to do it, you should do it. And so we just literally did it um, here. Um, it must have been on the 24th, which is the date of the passports of July. And, um, you know, five people turned up. Not like now. Literally five people turned up. And it was all a bit embarrassing. The BBC was here. And some other national journalist was here. And the Independent were here. And we were all... I mean, that I probably still had the vestiges of sepsis. Um, but anyway, it was... It, I, I'm glad we did it. Because, you know, if you're going to do it, you just have to do it. You know, so you do have to do it. And I was better. I was, you know, with sepsis, you just need a good microbiologist. And luckily, Torbay has good microbiologists. So they got me. They got me back on my feet within a week. So. And how many? How many have been given out? So far? Uh, over five hundred, and we're sending them out to. And so obviously, this thing that I had no, I thought would be a hundred. And so I was just going to. You know, we certainly aren't going to charge for it. You can't charge for it. And I said, it's, it's fine. It's like buying 100, 100 people a cup of tea, it's fine. They can do that. Um, but now, now it's getting over. We've spent a lot of money on it. <laughs> and so and we're like, oh. Um, and so we will put a donate button on our Facebook page so people can donate if they want to. Um, and then if there's anything left over, um, we'll give it to People's Vote. It's going to end up like that, that record new order made with the really complicated sleeve where they re figured out they were going to lose 50p on every issue. Right. And then they and then it's, oh, it's all right, it's not going to sell very many. We're not going to be the best-selling 12-inch in the history of music. Right. <laughs> really killed them. Yeah. Well, it... <laughs> hopefully not. Well, hopefully not. And hopefully people... I mean, people do... They, to be honest, I just don't think you... The minute you start charging for it, you then start to exclude people. Yeah, no, totally. And it's also a bit of fun and a bit of and a very... It's not protest. I can't quite get the right word for it. Maybe you can help. What is the, it, is, it is a form of protest. And in that way that, you know, creative protest is always the most effective. Um, but it's not quite protest. You know, I sort of see protest as um, doing something a bit more direct, whereas this it's is... like some fierce play. Yeah, yeah. I think of it as something like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Something like that. Um, and But it is serious. I mean, it is, you know... What could happen if, like... So if, if this idea... You know, I always have that with, with transition where people say, yeah, but, you know, you start a small thing where you are 
you know, like the topless pale or something. You know, you start a local currency project. It's not going to change anything. You know, but actually, then you see how ideas yeah. spread and they mutate, like like yeah. microbiology, yeah. like germs. Yeah. You know, if 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 people all across the country, if every town and city issued its own, I'm praying. How, how for could it? Happen. How could it start to actually shift things before March? Well, you know, I think if if everyone did it and they all said, you know, we're not going, we're not leaving. You know, I sort of feel, I sort of feel we're not leaving. I'm not going to leave. They're not, they can't, they can't do this. I mean, there is no mandate. They got 37% of the registered vote. There is no mandate. And now, sort of to get a bit legalistic about it, you know, a normal referendum will put in threshold safeguards. So, um, you know, for example, if there was a referendum on should we keep the monarchy, would we get rid of the monarchy on 37% of the vote? Mm. I don't think we would. Um, or the death penalty, would you reintroduce the death penalty on 37% of the vote? I don't think we would. Um, so, so it's insane that this is happening on 37% of the vote. It's literally insane. And, um, so, you know, if you are going to put things out to, refer to in referendums or referenda, you have to have, um, you know, safeguards. You know, five people have voted and three had voted to, to leave and two had voted to remain. Would we be leaving? That's almost the equivalent of what's happening now. 63% of those registered to vote did not vote to leave. Uh, you know, when you put it in that context, it's just like, how is this happening? You know, why hasn't somebody just sort of brought this, you know, why did David Cameron not just say, right, that was a wake-up call, but, you know, 37% is not a mandate to leave. We need to work out how we do this again. We need to... Uh, but, uh, you know, it's as if a, a madness descended on everyone. Um, so, you know, we... Um, you know, obviously, maybe this is the way of doing non-violent direct action. Maybe this is the way of doing... Maybe this is our sort of... A, our Gandhi moment, our Martin Luther King moment, where you know Plymouth does the same. You know, but I, e you know, I tweet, email people. Uh, uh, you know, I've asked the City of London. The City of London did it. So business said we're not leaving. They had the sense of humour just to say we're not going. All those banks, no, we're not leaving. We're saying. <laughs> uh, I mean, it would. It the, the Brexit project would just grind to a halt. So what sort of reactions have you had from people while you've been sitting here at the, at the table, well, not in the range? Uh, the bizarre. Oh, how is the table? Um, the bizarre. The bizarre thing is, um, we haven't been trolled at all. Uh, nobody has been horrible to us, um, which takes me. I'm very surprised. By. So uh, on Facebook, on Twitter. We ha we've had some people, a couple of people, but oh, you've been drinking too much scrumpy. Um, but the but nobody has said anything hostile, um, and I suppose in a way they can't because then they they're not they can't take a joke. So maybe that's the other great thing about using humour. You know that way, you know it, it, it takes the poison out of everything. So people want to have a go at us. It's like, oh, so where's your sense of humour? Well, I, I, so I like the guy who was on the BBC piece. who was a Brexiteer. He said yeah. something like, "Well, it's funny yeah, or something." Yeah, you know, yeah. it's sort of it's kind of because it's polarised people so much, and everybody sees the people in the other camp as being humourless. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why the Tottenham's Pulse piece was so good. Where they changed, did you see it? Have you seen it yet? That's really good. They change it from being Passport, the, the, the original French version of Passport to Pimlico, so from 1949 or 50, they change it to Passport to Tottenham. It, but it's all in French. Okay. It's very clever. It's really clever. Nice. Right. Um, no, they're good, those guys. They're very good. And they, they do a really good video. Sort of really upbeat video. Uh, and again, I think that we are... Uh, the other thing that I, don't, I think has been missing in the Remain is upbeat. And, you know, in the preamble... Yeah, you, you've got the preamble? Yeah. That, yeah. You know, that is upbeat reflection of European values. You know, the European project has worked so well because it's about cooperation and consensus and compromise and conciliation. You know, that's why it's so why it's worked so well. And everyone has benefited from it. You know, it's and why that wasn't explained during the referendum, all the benefits. Because it was David Cameron. <laughs> and and, and that is a problem with the Tories the Tories have a problem in picking up the EU because of course what they want what they always want to refer to as the kind of Thatcher economic miracle I'm not even sure if it such thing existed but um, but the reason why the UK economy got back on track was because we had joined the European Union and we and the British had created the single market it was the Brits that created the single market nobody not the other Europeans we created it in order for the British service industry in particular to benefit from, well, I don't know how big it was in those days, but the equivalent of 500 million insurance claims, bank accounts. You know, so that's why we, we mm. pushed to create the single market. It was a British invention. Um, and so, you know, was it, a, was it uh, a Thatcherite economic miracle or was it joining the EU, which led to the, or the EC, which led to that miracle? It was joining the EC. Not, it was despite Thatcherism, uh, that we succeeded because of membership of the EU. And it happens in, with every country that's joined. You know, within about five, seven years, they have this growth, you know, six, seven percent growth spurt. Um, it's happening now in Romania and Bulgaria. So uh, what happens next? With the project, with the passport, um, well, do we have to get the barbed wire out? <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to have a standing army to protect us from the people of Torbay? Because well, um, in, instead of the twinned with Narnia stuff, it could be twin with Troy, member of the European Union. Yeah, or, or twin with Troy. <laughs> we put twin with Troy at, at one point on our on our passport page, our Twitter page, but it is a bit complicated that. So um, uh, I think we. Well, ideally, other country, other towns, other cities, other places. I don't. Does it have to be a, you know, could a university declare independence? I would hope so. Um, just saying, we're not going. Uh, yeah, could a football team? Forest Green Rovers. Yeah. Well, if Man United did it, you know, if Man United did it, they said we're not. You know, yeah, obviously. I mean, you know, it's always well, the the people that make a difference, isn't it? It's it's sport, faith. And there's one other. Love Island. Uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, popular entertainment. Yeah, um, if they also were, were staying, um, were remaining, it, it, 
and it just would yeah. and people just should because they don't want to go and if you don't want to go you should say well I'm remaining yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and this idea that they won the referendum with 52% of the vote um, they didn't they didn't you know they, they uh, yeah, of course a million more people voted leave than remain but that's not a lot it's really it really is but you know all the cities voted to remain two of the countries of the United Kingdom I mean if, if that country title means anything we're a United Kingdom two of the co of the countries of the United Kingdom voted to remain two voted to leave you know so you, there is no mandate